0: Tonight, I'm going to speak on satanic screens. Youth destruction. And if Tabitha, if you can go get that pillow out of the car, there's a pillow in the car I brought. To... I want y'all to cry in it, some of you young people. And we're going to pass it around. If you're mad at me, just kind of hit that pillow. And that way you won't pout and get mad at me all through the week and months after that. Because uh, what happens, I've noticed now, I've been watching. Uh, Some people don't like me preaching on this. And maybe not in here, maybe not anymore. But, um, you know, when we start dealing with this subject, there is a satanic stronghold. And the devil's going to guard it. Because wherever he's operating, he doesn't want to be removed. It's like a tick that bites down on you, doesn't want to let loose. Holy Father, we do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you help us. Help us have open hearts. Help us to listen, Lord, to whatever your scriptures have to say for us in these last days. Lord, these are perilous times. We know the devil is busy seeking whom he may devour. And we do pray that you free families. Young people. Singles. From the snares the devil has for them. In Jesus' holy name, amen. My text for you is Second uh, Corinthians. It says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we're not ignorant of his devices. The word device can mean gadgets, inventions. But it also means the Schemes that the devil has for you. The schemes that the devil has for you. And and really, um, both of these apply to what we're dealing with tonight. We're dealing with schemes. We're dealing with devices that the devil has. Um, By screens, I'm referring to smartphones. Social media gadgets. Video games and movies. By satanic screens, I refer not to just merely the technology, but first to what the technology is being used for. The satanic influences that are upon the screens. And satanic influences should be absolutely shunned, avoided. I'm telling you, if you're watching some comedian or something and he takes the Lord's name in vain, you ought to cut it off that very moment. If you're watching some video that somebody said was wholesome to watch and it's full of fornication or nakedness, you ought to run from it. Occultism, rebellion, violent gore, bloody gore, So when it comes to the satanic influence that is upon these screens, there should be zero toleration. Zero. For even anything that gets close to the line. Psalms 101 says, I will set no wicked thing, no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside, it shall not cleave to me. Whatever part of you hates evil. If you're saved, you have a part of you that hates evil. I hate the work of them that turn aside, it shall not cleave to me. A froward heart, that's all the rebellious mess, shall not depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Just just get away from it all. I want nothing to do with it. Psalm 26, I have not sat with vain persons. Oh, there's many a many a young person, many an adult that sat with vain persons all just hours and hours and hours of their day. I have hated the congregation, that's the gathering of evildoers, and will not sit with the wicked. God says, "Who among us shall dwell with the devouring fire?" Or Jeremiah, I'm sorry, Isaiah. Who's going to dwell with God and not be cast out of His sight? He that walketh righteously and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. Don't you say, don't tell yourself God doesn't care. You know in your conscience you shouldn't be looking at certain things. You say, but it just keeps coming up, and I'm addicted to it. I know. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. The devil knows that. In fact, people designed it that way. So you'd go against your conscience and be, uh, in your mind, feel that you have no control over it. Romans 12 says, abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. I, I, I hope you're getting the point. Point number one. as to technology that can be used for wholesome purposes. Everything must be used in a manner that avoids using that technology for Satan to put his platform on. Secondly, the technology that is used for wholesome uses even if you're using it for good. How much time is being taken away from other very important things? There's only so many hours in the day. You have to moderate those hours. You have to make money, you have to feed your household, you, you have to Spend time with your family. You you just don't have time to have hours and hours of screen entertainment, even if you say it's wholesome. And number three, all the things that can be used for good must not be used to place a stumbling block before children. There's some things that you shouldn't bring in your house. What about weak Christians? That's if you think you're strong and you can handle it. But you know what? Over and over again, I've been doing this for 30 years or more, and I'm telling you, I've watched people. I've been preaching this same message for over 30 years. And it's one of those things where God just says, you know what? I've given the message, but the people aren't listening. They won't hear, but at least they'll know somebody came among them and preached it. People think they're strong, then you find out they're ensnared by it. Thought you were strong. Thought you were justifying it because you're strong. No, you're ensnared just like everybody else. Why don't you just get rid of it? It says in Isaiah 57, Cast ye up, cast ye up. That means remove all the stumbling blocks out of the road. Prepare the way. Take up the stumbling block out of the way of my people. This is what God's telling parents about your children. Why are you bringing stumbling blocks before them? Why do you want them addicted to porn? Why do you want to give the devil a window into their lives? Why do you want to get disrupt their social skills? Cause them to be depressed, unhealthy. No desire to go outside. Why do you want to do that to your kids? I'll never understand it. Somebody may break your door down. They might use CPS. They might use all kinds of things to steal your children from you. But I tell you what, you better be fighting all the way to say, this is how I intend to raise my kids. And you better use a gun to try to change it. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what the Bible says. You can't stop everything the devil will try to do to hinder you. But you better try to fight. Some people just, here, whatever you want to do, devil. Here are my kids. 1 Corinthians 8 says, But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours, so-called liberty. You think it's a liberty. Here it might be a true liberty. Become a stumbling block to them that are weak. You say, search my cell phone. There's no porn on my cell phone. That's what you say. What about your kid's smartphone? What's he struggling with? Because you put a stumbling block before his eyes or her eyes. What are some of the things that you'll never be able to get out of your mind now? You were 13 when you saw it, 14, 8, 16. And I'm telling you right now, if the Lord does not return when you're 50 years old, God forbid there's a strong possibility you will still struggle with that image that you saw on that stinking phone or stinking video, stinking iPad. You know what I'm talking about? There are certain things that are appropriate for certain ages due to the danger The Lord says it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and cast into the depths of the sea than that he should offend, that stumble one of these little ones. Even when used in a safe manner by spiritually mature people, there should be carefulness, accountability. You don't play around with guns, guns aren't a joke. I've never come closer to slapping somebody as a pastor. Then when I told a fella, quit waving that gun, he said, Oh, you mean like this? I, I tell you what. That's the closest I've ever been. There's some things you don't play around with. You don't play around. With the souls of little children or any child. You'd be wise to do everything you can do. You are wise when you stay away from the danger line, far away from it. The Bible says, Look not down upon the wine. Don't go try to get alcohol and see how much you could drink without getting drunk. That's stupidity. Stay away from it, don't even look at it. Proverbs 5 Remove that way far from her and come not nigh at the door of her house. Your line might not be the other person's line and you ought to get together and debate about it and say this is why my line is here. Be loving to one another. But I'm telling you, you're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and everybody's going to stand. And you can watch and see what happens. Those that got really far away from the line, praise God for you. Praise God for you. Remove thy way far from her, come not nigh the door of her house. What measures have you taken to stay far away from her or him? Or whatever the lesbian is on the phone or social media or wherever it is. What have you done to stay far away from these things? What have you done? Everybody wants to talk about preparedness or at least a lot of people praise God for it. What have you done to inoculate? Is like a a fancy word they like to use today. (laughs) What have you done? Not a very good word, but I'm going to tell you this. What have you done to protect your family from these dangers? See, the prudent Well, understand, there's a time to cut it off. The danger is too great. The devil has too much power in that realm. No, 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 we, we got to cut it off. If your arm or hand has gangrene or something, you got to cut it off. If you can save it, save it. But the Lord's saying, you, you, you better think about this. If thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. That's true physically and spiritually. Don't let something get infected and your whole body dies. I've got to save my finger. Now your whole body's thrown in the grave. Well, what about this spiritually? You say, oh, I can do a lot of good things on my smartphone. Is it worth your soul? Is it worth the terror of the Lord at the judgment seat of Christ? Is it worth millennial exclusion? There are some things that are good, but the devil takes it over. There's so much danger in it. You just just walk away from it and say, no, I'm not going down that road. 2 Kings, he removed Hezekiah, the high places, break the images. Look at that word, images. And cut down the groves and break in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. That was a good thing. That was a memorial. For under those days, the children of Israel did burn incense to it. He said, Why, why, why did you break that memorial? To remind people. Hezekiah said, Because it's a stumbling block to people. They're not using it for good. You're not using it for good. Let, let's break every single one of them. The devil has a foothold into our life, into the souls of our children. Families are being destroyed, marriages are being destroyed. Break it. God says about the Canaanites, touch not the unclean thing. Over 30 years, as a Christian, as a preacher, I've preached against the television. Then that wicked devil went and gave everybody a TV in their hand to walk around with. I decided for me and my house, there'll be no TV. For my life, there'll be no TV. There'll be no movies. Did everything I could to the last minute, very, very late, to stay away from just a cell phone period. Then these wicked smartphones came out. I say wicked because of the access the devil has and the way the majority of people use them. And that's how I raise my children. Until hindered by Satan. I brought my dad to live with me later. Praise God, what a blessing it was to have my father with us. But then people began to threaten me, a bunch of dope addicts and drunks began to threaten me and, and say, you know, we're going to turn you in because you're not letting your dad watch TV. We're going to call this, we're gonna, you know, just just devil-possessed people. My dad would have Andy Griffith or something like that on. And all of a sudden I'd walk by and some wicked queer commercial would come on. Oh, I tell you what, I've never wanted to smash something more in all my life. The day I was able to get that thing out of my house, throw it in a dumpster, do whatever I did with it. That's just for Andy Griffith and wicked commercials. I'm not into video games. You might be. But I've noticed something. I decided that I'm going to raise children. This was my intention. This was my vision. The way everybody else had that it achieved all these wonderful results. I'm not going to let my kids be this experiment that everybody's partaking of and has been for the past I don't know how many years. I've seen enough fruit. I want my kids to go outside and play, read books, have a brain that works. But what I've seen over the years is that the most fundamentalist things that I've preached for 30 years, those things that people called extreme and rolled their eye about and said, oh, that's just extreme, they're all becoming mainstream. It's no longer some fundamentalist pastor somewhere preaching these things. It's mainstream. The other day, I, mean, I see over and over again, an article came out about junk food and health and heavy metals and pesticides and antibiotics and what they're doing to mess up your children's hormones and mess up your health and, and uh, heavy metals in everything, you know, and juices. And, and I look down at the bottom and I begin to read every single comment. I could not find a bad comment. Everybody was educated. They're like, oh, wow. Yes, you know, we got off this stuff a long time ago. Oh, yes, we've been off pesticides for I don't know how long. Oh, yes, you got to watch out for these things. My life changed when I got this junk out of my life. And I'm just scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down and says, you know what? This isn't extreme anymore. Oh, that's radical. You don't have a TV. You don't want to sit down and watch videos and all of those types of things. You'd rather read a book or play a game with your family or go outside. Now, you're finding out that's not extreme. In fact, you'll find out that there were people back when I was doing it, the people creating the technology, the people that had the money, the people that were the leaders in this world, whether they were good or bad, We're saying, no, no, we're not putting our kids before that stuff. Even wicked people are like, no, I'm not raising my kids to see that stuff. That's for the morons. Even people that were in these movies, Hollywood folks, they'd go out and make the movies, but they said, no, no, I'm not going to let my child see it. That's for the people we rule over, make money off of. Conservative show called Redacted. The host knows Tucker Carlson for many, many years. He says, How do you protect yourself from taking things personally when people call you names? Tucker just the other day says, Well, first of all, I'm not even I'm not even aware that they're saying these things, for I don't have a TV. If some liar is attacking me, it's dogs barking. Now his longtime friend looked at the audience and said, you know, this may sound insane to you that this fellow that is such a popular host on the news, but I can tell you I've known him for many, many years and he spends time with his family. He goes out into the woods. He reads books. Catholic, Matt wow, Walsh. Outrage, mob furious over my take on video games. He said this just the other day. The two things we have to take into consideration with screen-based entertainment. One, the messages embedded in the content, content. Number 2, the amount of time spent on the content. Kids are being desensitized to violence. Where's my evidence of that? Look around you. Children aren't having real childhood experiences. They're becoming fat. They're becoming depressed. They can barely even speak to one another. They can't look you in the eye. All of this can be traced back to a life dedicated to these, and he cusses, screens. This is why we don't do video games or phones or computers in our home with our six kids. Oh, wow, what a fundamental Baptist he is. No, he's one of the most popular conservative commentators. He looks everybody right in the eye and says, No, we don't bring that junk into my house. Why? Because the screen is a tyrant. It demands obsessive attention, and it usually gets what it demands. There is an undeniable addictive quality to it. Most of us know that from experience. The vast majority of parents fail to impose content and time moderation. They say, oh, but yeah, but we can use it in a godly way, and we can make sure they don't do it too much. He says, yeah, but you won't. You don't. I don't see anybody that does. If you do, good for you. But you're one of very few that that tyrant hasn't done enslaved to take over your family. Step by step, piece by piece. So you tolerate more and more and more and more. Tolerate more time with it. Your dinners are interrupted. Your family meals are interrupted. Time with your family is interrupted. You grunt to one another. I'm not talking about work. I'm talking about just sitting there, zoning out, entertainment. Everybody in their own little screen world. Early Roman games, the early Roman circuses were filled with gore and gladiators and fighting. And it was a movie that they played. The Christians that they would feed to the lions, they dressed them up to play these certain parts in various movie scenes. The Roman circuses were for bloodlust because people wanted to see people tortured. I remember when I didn't have a TV and it was back in the 90s and I went to a gas station and all of a sudden they had a television on and I couldn't believe it, five people, I thought they were going to rob the place. They come running in and everybody was screaming, and ooh, watch, 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 watch. And I'm like, what in the world is going on here? And everybody was gathering around the TV because they're going to show the mangled body of Princess Diana in the car wreck. I just looked at these morons, these, these, these whatever you want to call them. And I said, you ran all the way in from a por- par- parking lot? To see on a television somebody mangled? One of the first Christian fellowships I went to as a Christian. When I first got saved, everybody sat around watching a movie. I won't tell you the name of the movie, but it's probably one that a lot of Christians have seen. And it was a torture scene, a horrible, horrible, disgusting torture scene. Very, very graphic, very gory and everybody's sitting around eating popcorn and laughing and giggling about it. I got up and walked out. Barely even saved. I said, man, this is. What a world, boy. What a world. What has Christianity become? Washington Post. Just the other day, yesterday, students can't get off their phones. Schools have had enough. More than ever, they were glued to the devices during class, posting on social media, searching YouTube, texting friends. So this year, schools in Ohio, Colorado, uh, Maryland, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Virginia, California, and others banned the devices in class. Most school systems already had the bans in 2020. But the pandemic brought more urgency to places with lenient rules. So what you have now, people said, you know what, that's enough. That's enough. Even the lenient schools are saying, no, you're not going to have that in the class. You can't learn that way. Ron DeSantis, headline, gives teachers power to ban cell phones and ensure discipline in Florida classrooms. People are waking up. Should have been a blessing if people had woken up 30 years ago. I wasn't the only one giving the warnings. The mail just yesterday says, U.S. Psychology Tax Force releases 10 social media rules every parent must follow to combat screen time epidemic in children. I think psychology is satanic. But what they're saying is, Anybody ought to be able to tell there's an epidemic right now. We got to do something about it. So here, you parents that follow psychology as your religion, let it, let me tell you something: get them off the screens, okay? You're being a bad parent. That's what they're saying. The APA said its unprecedented 10-rule guide will provide instruction for you. Many experts have described the situation as a social media epidemic with the most popular sites being repeatedly pummeled because they promote self-harm and suicide content. More than 40 school districts across America are now suing Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok TikTok for creating a youth mental health crisis. Where were you during all of this? I hope you're a Christian saying, you know what, I'm not going to go down that road. Now the world's saying, yes, yes, you know, wake up. This is horrible. We're getting our children out of this. And now you got to learn from the non-Christian? You have to have a non-Christian teach you how to protect your children? Isn't that embarrassing? We are the light of the world. Why weren't you teaching them a long, long time ago? When they laughed at you and rolled their eyes, why, why didn't you explain to them? No, no, no. You, you won't be laughing for long. A 2022 poll discovered average daily screen use shot up during the pandemic to more than 5.5 hours a day in children 8 to 12. But 8 hours and 39 minutes for teens 13 to 18 years old. 8 hours of your day the average teen 13 to 18 years old spends on a stupid screen. 8 hours a day. If you put a timer that monitored it, you'd be embarrassed. There's Christians right now that would be embarrassed for somebody. I'm not talking about work. I'm talking about you surfing Instagram and all other junk, seeing who likes whatever your post, your fake picture that you have on there. Eight hours of your life every single day. Is that not sick? What will the future say about that? if people wise up like they're doing now to some degree. The number of teenage girls saying they're feeling sad or hopeless has rocketed to 57%. was just in one decade, from 2011 to 2022. The proportion saying they were seriously considering suicide has risen. Montana lawmakers passed a bill last month to ban TikTok from operating in their state. One study cited in the report found that people who use social media for just two hours were more than twice as likely to report feeling socially isolated, lonely, than those who were on such apps for less than 30 minutes a day. I said, Man, I got to read the comments under this thing. I got to read the comments. I bet you everybody's going to be screaming. But what if it's just like the health food thing? What if everybody's given a testimony of how they're eating right and getting off the the, the sex change drugs and the antibiotics and hormones and all these cancer-causing things? And I couldn't believe it. Every single comment. Comment number one, my kids aren't allowed to use social media. They aren't allowed to have smartphones. I don't care how much my teens want them. The answer is No. Next comment, my daughter is nine. I tell her you can watch other people live the 10% of their lives they want you to see or you can get busy living your own life. No, you're not going to have it. Next comment, my kids were too busy doing home chores after homework to have any screen time blank. It's what's wrong with kids today. Next comment, you're wasting your life. The amount of time doing essentially nothing will absolutely have a negative impact on your life unless it's your job. It's totally insane. Another writes, I completely took the phone away from my 15-year-old. Not only is he extremely disrespectful, he lies. I'm really struggling as he's become very antisocial. I encourage him to go out, play sports, find new hobbies. Most of the time, he doesn't even want to leave the house. He claims his generation would rather be home watching TV on their phones. I have found conversation with his friends telling him, I've had, uh, I found that these conversations were telling him that I'm wrong and that their parents allow him to be on the phone as much as they want. Okay, so this parent's saying that uh, his friends say, well, we get to do whatever we want. Next comment, you're raising your child. You're not his friend. Make sure he understands that above all else. You're in deep trouble. Why don't you parent your children, says another. Don't get your children phones. Monitor 10 to 14-year-old social media use? Why do you even allow them to have a social media account? Why do you keep trying to be friends with your children? Why don't you just be a parent? I'm not saying you shouldn't be friendly and be close to your children. I'm just reading what these people are saying. I'm not picking them. She's 16 and I was noticing screen reports of seven hours a day. I noticed her mental health was declining and she was always very tired. No more of that. Next comment, Take away their phones. These problems emanate from giving them their own phones, their own plans, and then going away, leaving them to their devious little devices. Literally, you've just put the world within reach and then you walked away. How stupid are you, parents? The next comment, Go parent that spawn of Satan that you created by sticking a screen in their hands to raise your kid. Who would have ever done that? I never let my children use social media. 16, 17 years old, they laugh at it now, cured without even an infection ever. My daughter will be 12 next month. Most of her classmates have smartphones and use social media. She begged for one. No way will she get a phone. Social media and kids don't mix. Next person says, I'm also not buying my son one. He has a flip phone. I told him if somebody makes fun of him, blame his mean mom. I have two older ones who are not affected by this mind virus of social media. They also had flip phones with monitoring. If you're not monitoring your kid's phone, you're opening your front door to all kinds of terrible things that will affect their growing immature brain. Why do we have to have liberals that are smarter, more holy, more separated, and have more sense about children in the world than a bunch of fundamental Christians around the country? It is so embarrassing. It is so embarrassing. Praise God, i preached it for 30 years. Flip phone, problem solved, you're welcome. Next person says, Pandora's box is open. There's no closing it. Kids will be born into degeneracy forever from this day forward. Another one says, this this means parents have to parent instead of their little plug-in babysitter. Another one says, our youngest will wait until 16 or so just to get his first flip phone. No way they're getting a smartphone. Too many dangers lurking there. Oh, they'll hate us. We're prepared for that. There's really only one rule, says the next one. Get them a gap phone with no internet. Take them outside, do things with them. Next comment. No social media. I control their search results with parental software. When they're searching, the results, my kids are straight-A students. No behavior problems. They play outside with their friends. Ditch the technology. Let your kids roam free. Rule number one, says the next person. Replace your tablet, phone, and with a book or physical hobby. Done. I could go on and on and on. Headline, is social media creating a generation of thin-skinned Americans? Children who are constantly on Instagram and Snapchat have become hypersensitive to criticism. Studies now show why this is. It's reprogramming children's brains. UK official warns, it's unlikely to make parents very popular at home, but parents should resist buying their children a smartphone. They should instead stick to an old-fashioned device without internet access, says the children's commissioner. Catholic news agency. Wow, Catholics. Certainly they're not going to be more separated and godly and lovers of their children more than a fundamental Baptist that has saved by grace through faith alone. But a Catholic college decided to encourage college kids, to give up their smartphone. Grace Pollock, a sophomore nursing major, on May 3rd says it had way more of an effect on me than I ever thought it would giving up my phone in a positive way. Pollock has seen an improvement in her focus, her productivity, spent more time doing outside activities and reading. CNBC reported in March that flip phone sales are on the rise in the U.S. Almost immediately, says another person, I noticed my mind was a lot clearer after a week of not having a smartphone. In speaking with his peers about modern-day cell phones, none of these people that have them really like their smartphone. They all admit they're addicted to it, he says. They all tell me, I wish I could give up my smartphone, I just can't. It's like a cigarette smoker. I've never met a cigarette smoker. Maybe there's some out there. In all my life... Rock and roll mess, everything. I never said somebody saying, you know what? I sure love the fact I smoke cigarettes. Everybody looked at you like they're this sad, enslaved person in bondage saying, don't ever do what I did. Don't ever start. He said that's how people are with the cell phone. Economist.com. Where are we? We are gone. Economist.com says suicide rates for girls are rising. Our smartphones to blame. Hospitalization rates for self-harm have increased 140% since 2010. Hebrews 12 says, Wherefore seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I hope you're running this race. I hope you're going to get the well done now, good and faithful servant. I hope some horrible, willful sin hasn't taken over you, some horrible habit. Well, you better get rid of any weights. Anything's going to trip you up, trip up your children. What about your children? What about your family? Do you care? Do you care they've never read a book? Do you care they hardly know how to read? Do you care they have no love of reading whatsoever? The Bible says in Ephesians 6 redeeming the time because the days are evil. Song of Solomon, even the older brothers and sisters, says, If little sister be a door, we will enclose her with boards of cedar. Not going to sit back and just let her soul be taken away. Oh, but awareness is arising. New York Mag in 2017 says the grim new consensus on social media and teen depression. They're saying we're getting a consensus among researchers. The Hill.com says half of parents think children's mental health worse due to social media. Now, ironically, past couple of days, they've launched studies to combat a conclusion that people are coming to because of all the shootings. They don't want you going after violent video games. They want you going after the guns. So they're doing everything they can to say, no, 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 it's not the violent video games. That, that, that has no part to play in the problem. Well, of course they want that. They want to disarm the populace. And the more desensitized to violence that people become, the more we're going to have events like this, especially when mixed with drugs and antidepressants. Entitlement philosophies? 1 Corinthians 15 says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. That's all you need. You don't need a study. You don't need a research. There it is right there. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Let these fools tell us that a lust for porn doesn't have any type of linkage to an increase for more depravity. What about the men that have stumbled upon porn as a teen then they went out and raped murdered and in prison they've given confessions they said you know what porn was my entry gate the ancients of just about every culture found out when you smoke marijuana some people just sit over there and get dazed out and but some people fall down on the ground and foam at the mouth and get devil possessed Some people can go play with occultism and the devil tricks them in other ways, in a slower way. Other people fall down and levitate and do all kinds of stuff. Why why would you even mess around with gore and gratuitous violence? Dr. Bowden joins. Jones. Jones. Don't really care what some psychologist or counselor says, but uh, she said, This is her experience that I'm looking for. She says, I've seen several of my patients violently attack their parents simply because they cut off access to their games. I've seen children trying to strangle themselves with their own hands, saying they'd rather be dead than not game. What, 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 what kind of insanity is this? What kind of drug is this? KSNB, September 22nd, uh, 2022, says multiple studies have shown violent games can impact children by making them immune or numb to violence. You don't say. In 1999, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold walked through the front doors of Columbine High School and murdered 12 of their classmates and a teacher. It was later revealed that Harris and Klebold were avid players of the game Doom, a first person shooter game notorious for. Rituitous display of blood, gore, and destruction. But it's in his journal that he wrote right before the Maddest Massacre. Harris said, I must not be sidetracked by my feelings of sympathy. I will force myself to believe that everyone is just another monster from doom. And that's what he did. I decided to search... I won't spend a lot of time on it right now. We're about to quit, but I'm going to tell you, I decided to do a search on famous people who don't raise their children with screens, or maybe they were raised that way. Celebrity after celebrity. I don't know if they're lying. I don't even know who these people are, most of them. Mayim Bialik, whoever she is. Why doesn't she let her kids watch TV? She wrote a blog, a whole lot of reasons. She has a PhD in neuroscience. The Obamas. Their kids couldn't watch TV all week. How how can the Obamas raise kids better than Fundamental Baptists? Soccer star David Beckham and designer Victoria Beckham, their kids get only one hour of screen use. They have to be outside and active. I'm not saying follow these people. I'm saying why are they wiser or more prudent or more careful a source told mag- this magazine that in 2017, uh, the royals who grew up without trendy tech gadgets prefer their children to play outdoors, use their imagination, they, hit, they get no iPads, etc. Snapchat CEO, even Spiegel, limited their 8-year-old screen time to 1.5 hours a week. One hour a week you get. Spiegel says, when I grew up, I was not allowed to even watch TV. I'm not going to raise my kids this way. Jennifer Lopez Only on Sunday. Only time you can look at a screen is on Sunday. Hugh Jackman. He may keep people glued to his action films on a regular basis, but he says in regard to his own house, a buddy of mine has a rule that I installed. No screens during the week. No TV, no computer, nothing like that. 2014 study showed that if you remove it for just a few days, it improves their social skills. They learn how to talk all of a sudden. In 2018, the New York Times reported people who are the closest to a thing are often the most wary of it. Technologists know how phones really work, and many have decided they don't want their children anywhere near them. A wariness that has been slowly brewing is turning into a region-wide consensus. Doing no screen time is almost easier than doing a little, says Kristen Stecker, a former social computing researcher married to a Facebook engineer. If my kids ever got it at all, they just want more. We're not going to do it at all. Ask about limiting... Screen time for children, Hunter Walk, a venture capitalist who for years was directed product for YouTube at Google, sent a photo of a potty training toilet with an iPad, said, hashtag products we didn't buy. Athena Shavaria, who worked as an executive assistant at Facebook, is now Mark Zuckerberg's philanthropic phil- arm, said, I am convinced the devil lies in our phones and is wreaking havoc on our children. She did not let her children have cell phones until high school, and even then severely limited at home. Chris Anderson, the former editor of Wired and now the chief executive of robotics and drone company, the founder of GeekDads.com, he says, On a scale between candy and crack cocaine, this stuff is closer to crack cocaine. We thought we could control it, but it's beyond our power to control. This is going straight to the pleasure centers of the developing brain, the developing brain. It's beyond the capacity of, of regular parents to even understand. This idea that Silicon Valley parents are wary about tech is not new. The very godfathers of tech expressed these concerns years ago. Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, said earlier this year that he would not let his nephew join social networks. Bill Gates banned cell phones until his children were teenagers. Melinda Gates wrote, we wish we had waited a lot longer. Steve Jobs says... His children cannot be near iPads. Suddenly, rank-and-file Silicon Valley workers are obsessed with this no-tech. No-tech homes are cropping up across the region. Nannies are being asked to sign no-phone contracts. They will not ever let their children be around screens. I've shown that the man who invented the TV shunned it for his own family. Now you're getting articles like this come up. Headline, the digital gap between rich and poor kids is not what we inspected. They thought that all the rich kids were going to have screens and all the poor kids. No, no. The rich people said, "Uh uh-uh, we're not going to do it. We have a no-screen policy. Give it to the morons. Give it to the poor because these are the people we're enslaving. America's public schools are still promoting devices with screens, even offering digital-only preschools. But the rich are banning screens from classes altogether. Silicon Valley's parents are increasingly in a panic over the impact screens have on their children, and they're moving towards screen-free lifestyles. So what's happening is that the children of poor and middle class parents are being raised by screens while the Silicon Valley elite are going back to wooden toys and the luxury of human interaction. Well, that was my vision. Technology is a huge social experiment on children. Pediatricians and teachers now are pushing back. These companies lie to the schools. They're lying to parents, says Natasha Burger, a pediatrician in Kansas City. We were all duped. Our kids, my kids included. We subjected them to one of the biggest social experiments that we've ever seen happen upon mankind. What happens to my daughter if she can't communicate over dinner? How's she going to find a spouse? How's she going to interview for a job? Now families are going teetotal. They're like, we're done. One of these families are the Brownburgers. They've long banned smartphones, but recently they've banned internet connected television. We took it down. We took the TV off the wall. I canceled cable. They keep their children away from cell phones, but found that even a little exposure changed their boys' behavior. But one thing has made it easier, they said. Folks are now finding communities, so everybody agrees. So no kids say, well, so-and-so gets to have it. Well, so-and-so gets to have it. They said it's so much easier when you have community support. CBS News just the other day says too much screen time harms youth. Screen time is is tied to suicide risk for tweens and preteens. The study out of UC San Francisco found that more time kids spend using screens from 9 to 11, the higher their odds of having suicidal behaviors two years later. Each additional hour of screen time increases the risk by 9%. Amanda Woodard advises delaying as long as possible getting your kids a smartphone. Her own middle-aged son doesn't have, a middle school age, doesn't have a cell phone. Yale School of Medicine, March 21st, says study probes connection between excessive screen media activity and mental health problems in youth. A study led by faculty at the Yale Department of Psychiatry and Columbia School of Nursing analyzed screen media activity in over 5,109 and 10-year-olds, the largest long-term analysis of brain development and child health in the United States. It found that youth who spent the most time on digital technology were statistically more likely to exhibit higher levels of depression, anxiety, social anxiety, somatic complaints, and other concerns. You say, I don't want to hear none of that psychobabble mess. I don't blame you. But they get it right. Even a clock's right twice a day. But let me give you something far better. Here's the infallible Bible. Proverbs 23, Thy eyes shall behold strange women, and thy heart shall utter perverse things. You get drunk on alcohol, this is what happens. What if there's other things that can make you drunk? Take away your self-control, and before you know it, your eyes are beholden strange women. In fact, scientists had previously found similar patterns of brain development in youth who spend the most time with technology and adults who consumed alcohol. Like so We're seeing some of the same things in the brain. My last verse for you, Proverbs chapter 4. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thy eyes look right on. Let thy eyelids look straight before thee. How's your love of books coming along? Dear Holy Father, we thank you for your goodness. Father, may you increase this vision. May you send more supporters that share it. A vision of raising children and grandchildren that want to work, that want to be outside. They want to socialize with one another in godly ways, they want to read books and study, improve their mind and skills. Bless family interaction. Please save this generation from porn. From a waste of time. In Jesus' holy name, amen. At this time, we will call a...